Uh, Wait, what? No. <laughs> All of my friends were convinced that it was someone catfishing me. Because yeah, yeah. we've been talking for so long. 100%. Hey, you're listening to Shots and Thoughts, a podcast all about life, dating, and relationships as a 30-something. I'm Olivia. I'm Amy. And I'm Ashley. I'm like, why are you clapping? They're just excited. (laughs) They're just happy. And just a reminder, we're all adults here, so drink responsibly. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shots and Thoughts. How's it going? It's summertime. Heck Yay. yes. <laughs> I have to talk about this today, you guys. Ooh. So a while back, we had talked about a book that I had read called How Not to Die Alone by Logan Yuri, And we had kind of talked about some of her interesting perspectives on dating and there is like a Facebook group where people who have read this book go to kind of talk about the concepts how they're using it their dating lives and I never post on it or anything but I find some of the discussions just like totally fascinating people have talked in this group about using matchmakers And one woman had posted about her experience. She seemed probably about our age. Um, And she said, you know, it is pretty expensive. She purchased 10 dates for $5,000. Yeah. So there's different types of services. One's like a database service, which I feel like has to be kind of like a dating app and somebody helps you with it. I'm not sure. And then more like one-to-one. So Amy, I know you have also watched Indian matchmaking. It seems like that where you get this matchmaker who builds a profile about you. It's got like one picture and a bunch of stats, and then we'll share that with potential matches. And then if you both agree, I guess they set up a date for you. Per this one person's experience, you get like one recommended match every four to eight weeks, which feels like, holy crap, that's a slow process. Um, And her matchmaker specifically had a rule, no texting before meeting. We're going to come back to that. Numerous people had also chimed in like, yep, that's really similar to my experience, similar price to what I was doing, blah, blah, blah. They say that they found value in the experience of using a matchmaker and trying to find love that way. But pretty much every single person I was reading about said they would not do it again. It was just too much money, said that the quality of people were the same that you can find on the dating apps. Doesn't really sound like a good idea to me, but they all said they learned something from it. And they said it was a good experience, even though they wouldn't do it again. So... That's an expensive lesson. Heck yes. So first, what do you guys think about matchmaking in general? I mean, it's a different way to look at it. You have a human aspect of looking and choosing and picking and interpreting data versus a computer just matching data points, Mm -hmm. like what the apps are and stuff. 
I would want the human matchmaker to have some education in psychology or something, something to help them better understand why people might be a good fit rather than just like, I'm just a self-proclaimed matchmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So yeah, if there was, if the person had some type of education or training that made sense, I would be up for that or I would support that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you think matchmaking show too was like, well, for one, it was very cultural, but then she also had like a psychic person that she worked with yes and that was like aligned their I don't know star charts or something I don't know what but like so she had like that little aspect I I think that was very cultural because I don't feel like a lot of people do that here before they go on dates Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like it's very similar to having like a friend set you up with somebody like you know me on a personal level and you know this other person and there's something about both of us that you think would fit well together. It's, I like that aspect as opposed to doing the dating apps where it's like, I'm just basing this decision to go out with you based on a couple of pictures and your stupid responses to the prompts. Yeah. How well does a matchmaker know you though? That's the thing. It's like, it's still just a stranger trying to interpret your data. True. Yep. Yep. I don't I know. I don't that's... think I would do it. It's too expensive. Yeah. The money aspect for me, it's just not reasonable. And then to hear people say that it's like the same people that you're going to find on the dating apps, like how discouraging is that? Yeah. I feel yeah, like it's no good. like moving from what the dating apps to using like eHarmony or something. Like people are paying for that service, just thinking that you're paying there's that extra aspect to it must get better people but it's the exact same people every right those people that are on the apps everything get to that point as well and they're like let me try this and then you still run Mm -hmm. into them in those other places that you're paying for right yeah I guess the idea is that it's a little bit more streamlined instead of me going on 25 dates with these guys on hinge it's someone saying here of these 25 people this one is worth your time yeah It's not necessarily faster though. And that's one of the things that a lot of people were commenting on. If you're only getting recommended somebody once or, you know, once a month or once every other month, that's not really more efficient in that way. I also don't like being told what to do. So if someone's like, this person is for you, I'll be like, no, thank you. (laughs) And yeah. (laughs) Such a rebel. Ashley, would you have ever considered a matchmaking service? I don't think I would have ever done it for the money reason. And just because I never, as much as I enjoyed being in relationships and I enjoy being in my relationship now, I was never like, I need to be in a relationship right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I never got that feeling. So I guess I never would have gone to a service or paid that much money to help me with that. Um, but I would understand why other people would do it. And I could understand that if I were a bit older and had money because I was, you know, older and had been working for more years and stuff and just found myself wanting a relationship and unable to have the time to dig through things and do it. I don't think it's something that I would absolutely say no to. Like, I feel like maybe I would consider it. Maybe there's a world in which I would consider that. So speaking of the older crowd and matchmaking, do you see the bachelor is having like a seniors season? I'm sorry, what? Whatever happened to that? I mean, I know I saw the commercials where they were advertising, but that was like two seasons ago. So what happened? 
I think they're still working on it. Because the new season of The Bachelorette starts, or no, it started. And they're supposed to have like two Bachelorettes, I think, this, or two seasons of The Bachelorette in a row. I don't know what's happening, but yeah. When so we we'll talk, see. I missed this entirely. So when we're talking about seniors, like how old? I don't know. It just said, I, I think it's like, what, 55 and older? Yeah, they've put a date on it. It was a, an advertisement that they put out during... It wasn't even Matt's season. It was before that, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think it got put on pause because of COVID. So I didn't know if it was actually happening anymore. But yeah, they put an ad out saying like, are you this age or older looking it's for back love? on and casting. Okay. So they're casting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What about us people in between? I need some yeah. good mid-30s seasons because what's-her-face <laughs> does not count. She was crazy. Oh, Claire. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're, she's engaged again. Mm. They, they're back together. And then Matt, James, and Rachel are back together. Mm. Interesting. But yeah, that Claire is engaged to the guy again. They were engaged, then they broke up. Now they're engaged again. Like, why don't you just date for a bit before getting engaged <laughs> yeah. again? Yes. The ring is just getting thrown all over the place. They just want to keep the ring because it's giant and it's from the show. And you only get to keep it, I think, if you get married. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, let's go back to the part where this woman's matchmaker told her no texting before a mm, meeting. Yeah. What do you think about that rule? I think that's fine. I think it builds up. I think what she probably wanted was to build up some excitement and have a better first date than someone who's already like, well, he said this one thing via text and I don't know if I like it. So I get why the matchmaker wants that to happen. Mm -hmm. She's trying to build up some anticipation and then make the first date a little bit more exciting. And the first date goes well, that mm -hmm. looks what better for the matchmaker. Now in the long run, do I think it makes a difference? Probably not. Yeah, I really agree with that. I feel like then you're really getting to know each other in person, fresh on that first date. Whereas I feel like a lot of people do that. They talk for a little while and find reasons to be hesitant about somebody. I'm raising my hand because that is like totally me. Uh, so I could I can definitely see the benefit. I don't think I'd do it in real life if someone else wasn't demanding I do that, but <laughs> it's a good concept. Amy, what's your thoughts? I don't know I'd probably be okay with well no let's be honest I wouldn't be okay with it. I don't like surprises I like to know what I'm getting into <laughs> I could see what God is like info that. sheet you, you know a picture you know about certain things Basics. about him already but yeah. I'll come up with all these questions that one answers to right away but I mean I guess if I have the info sheet ahead of time I can go into it with lots to talk about then so there it should go. be a decent date as long as it's answers I like I guess I don't know <laughs> yeah well I think it's time for some 60 second sips what do you guys think yeah okay mm -hmm. would you swipe yes or no if he has more than three pets Amy this yes. is no offense to you <laughs> <laughs> I'd say yes Okay. Even having pets of your own, then making this a bigger pet household potentially in the future. Yeah, what if depends. he just has like three little mice? Yeah. Well, then I'm out. But right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you swipe yes or no if he 
seriously, non-ironically refers to his pet as his son or a daughter. Got to get home to my son. And it's his daughter. You said non-ironically. Yeah, like, not it, as it's not, not funny. To be funny. No. Then no. Yes. <laughs> okay. Would you swipe yes or no if he suggests going for a run together as your first date? That will be a no, dog. No. <laughs> Anything that would make me sweat is a no-go for a first date. Yeah. What? What about like a hike or something? That's why I sweat so much. He's never talked to me again. Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think we've talked about this one before, so I'm sorry if it's kind of a repeat, but would you swipe yes or no if he suggests you coming over to his place for the first date? Like he's going to make you dinner at his place. I mean, yeah. I've done it before, but yeah, I'm going to say no too. right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that should be a no, but we both did it. Yeah, it should be a no, everybody. Let's be clear. It's a no but it happens sometimes. Right. <laughs> Go back to our episode where we talk about dating safety and um, yes. Yes. we have some good tips for you. <laughs> that is when we talked about this. Yes. I think it was a little bit different with the pandemic, but yeah. Yes. Okay. I got, I, I, got I had to drink out of you guys. Yeah. I had to drink every single time. I think that time. I don't understand how I did better this round getting you guys to drink than talking about the gross habits this is upsetting. You're the only one that calls it gross. So <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Another thing that I want to talk about with you guys, um, and thinking about how old we are too. Like we're in our 30s, we're not like young 20-somethings without responsibilities and blah blah blah. There is this trend that's really seeming to pick up speed about like tiny homes or living out of a van or living out of an RV. Amy, I think you talked about your boyfriend watches all these videos of nomad life and things like that. What do you guys think about this? If I was financially stable enough to be able to just drop everything and go and didn't have a zoo in my house, I'd totally do it. Um, This girl that I went to college with, she and her husband just went they rented a van, fixed it up. Like it was a big conversion van. They fixed it up where they had storage. They had a bed in there, took their two dogs and went for a road trip for a month out West. They hit up like a national park every day. They camped out of the van at different parks each night. And they just had a blast. Like their pictures looked so much fun. Like if I had the means and the time to just be gone for a month and do that I totally would okay but pause why don't you you work from home so what's the difference then if you're working from a van because I'm busy all day long like I don't have time to go sure I'll go drive but I also have to work while I'm driving then and then like I wouldn't be able to go out and do stuff because I'm going to be glued to my computer the whole time. And I also have a household of animals that nobody seems to want to help me take care of. So, <laughs> yeah, the I'm animals, done. that aside. But I think that brings up an interesting talking point, like the pandemic, so many people are working remotely. So what's the difference yeah. between you working remotely in your home versus working remotely from an RV? Well, you also don't have Wi-Fi in the middle of a national park. It depends. Like you can get cell service. Yeah, you and you can get yeah spot. certain like Wi-Fi hotspot things. Yeah. 
So, I mean, like these people like took off of work, like they didn't work at all for the entire month because so they could do the driving, do the exploring and hiking and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I would have to take off time to not, otherwise I would have to be glued to my laptop the entire time. And that wouldn't be fun for me Yeah, because it would be just working somewhere else, which that's not a vacation. I will say I probably have a different opinion on this one. I think I can see the appeal, but I think social media, the existence of social media right now has definitely glamorized these van conversions mm-hmm. and that when you actually get into them and do them, it's a lot more work. It's a lot less glamorous than what everyone makes it look like. Mm-hmm. So I think that while I get the appeal, I would go camping for a long weekend, not convert a van and be gone for a month, you know? Okay. All right. That makes sense. I think the idea is cool. I've always been like interested in this whole tiny house thing, which are, they're supposed to be mobile and you can just go plop somewhere for a month and stuff like that. Um, which I think is interesting. I don't understand the toilet situation, which is very concerning for me, but (laughs) I think it's interesting. I like the idea that people are getting out and exploring and living more minimalist lifestyles and, things like that. I don't think that I could ever do it just because of my job. I can't work remotely when I'm working with patients. Uh, but I'm certainly fascinated by the idea. Yeah. I was watching, I am really into the show at my parents' house called off the grid. And it's all these people that build these forever homes or like just vacation homes, literally off the grid in the middle of nowhere. So it's them getting the supplies up there, somehow constructing these crazy elaborate houses but they all I would not be able to live in them they all have composting toilets and that just Um, bothers me I don't like I I I think I would need my running water and stuff so like I guess that would be the downside of to touring around in a van for a month there's also a bunch of people on TikTok who live out of their cars like there's someone who lives out of a Prius which I would lose my mind in five minutes living out of a Prius. And they talk about like using truck stop showers or having a membership at a gym so that they have access to showers, like a planet fitness and stuff like that. They're everywhere. Right. Exactly. And I just, the logistics is a little complicated to me, but I'm, I'm intrigued. Not the living out of the car thing, but more a tiny home RV situation. (laughs) Okay, I could do that then because then I could plan like my stops around like even actual campsites that have working bathrooms or if I get mm-hmm. that gym membership, I can go shower at the gym. So, okay, right. We're back well, on track. I can like, use actual bathrooms. <laughs> right. Not to argue with you or anything, but if you did want to do, you clearly don't, but if you did want to do some sort of like van life thing, spend your weekend driving to a destination, spend your week in that destination, have yourself set up at some sort of campsite, do hiking and exploring breweries and things in the evening and work remotely during the day. Like it, it would be plausible if you wanted to make it work. I feel like, especially with how much remote working people are doing these days. It wouldn't be for my schedule, but I wish it was. (laughs) Ashley, would you ever do van life if your fiance was like, hey, let's just like live out of a van for two months? 100% no. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I like routine. I like structure. I like organization. And 
I it just, I think, like I said, I think it's more glamorized than it really is. Once you get in there and doing it, it's tough. It's hot. It's sticky. It smells bad because of the bathroom situations. Like I, I don't want to. You're out. Yeah, I'm out. Well, if anybody listening is curious about this concept, two different Milwaukee area couples have been doing it um, to certain degrees, and I'm following them on Instagram just because I'm fascinated. So the first one is Wander.onwheels. So they recently sold like basically everything they own. Um, I can't remember if they were in an apartment or a house together, but they have an RV and they're set on being gone for like two years. This is what they're going to do. They both have jobs that they can work remotely and things like that. So how are they saving for retirement? I don't have the answer to that. (laughs) Okay. Well, they don't have a mortgage. They don't have rent then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they're also not making money. Yeah. They're working. Yeah. They're working. Oh, they're working. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Both remote working. I don't, and Amy, I guess maybe this is a good point. Like you have to be on certain times of the day. Maybe they're doing more like consulting sort of things. Yeah. Or like freelance work. Yeah. 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 That's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And then there's another couple at Vanser the call. Get it? Answer the call, but with a van, Vanser the call. They, I believe, are doing this more like short stints. I was under the impression that it was like a two-month thing, that they were living out of a converted van. Lots of brewery visits, very, very Milwaukee of them to be doing that. So if you're interested in it, fun accounts to follow. I think that maybe, maybe I could be convinced to do it. I need more information about bathing and toileting. (laughs) But yes, I could do it. Amy? You're a, you're a no. No, I'd do it. You'd do it. Ashley, yeah. you're a no. Yeah, you two go on your honeymoon together that way. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. this I'm could out. be our honeymoon. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, very cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about all of this road tripping has me wondering, are we too old to still be listening to CDs in the car? Here's the main question, though. If you have a newer car, does it even have a CD player? Yeah, I was just going to say we're too old for cars that have CD players in them now. We should have (laughs) new cars at this point. (laughs) Yes, yes. I just sold my old car, got myself a new car, and I'm moving and I'm purging and getting rid of things. And I had this huge, like, CD case thing with all the different sleeves for all my burned CDs and things. And I, I tossed it and it was a very, very sad moment, but I was like, why am I still holding on to this? (laughs) I think I have the same thing down in the basement somewhere. I just can't get rid of it. I have no idea where my CDs are, but I have a 2021 car and it has a CD player. It does. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm shocked. I don't have any CDs to put. Oh my God. We'll give you all our CDs. I'll give you my (laughs) CDs. You can listen to my, you would like my old stuff. We had the same taste in music. Yeah. I also have XM radio though. Cause I got like the free three month trial when I got my car, but then they're like, Hey, for a year, we could give you a real good deal. And then I was just in a mood where I really liked whatever station I was listening to. So I said, sold, sign me up for a year. So now I have a whole year of XM radio guys. That is awesome. My new car 
will play like Spotify and stuff like that a lot easier than my old car would. So I still get to enjoy all of the stuff that was on my old CDs by listening to stations like Grinding in a Sweaty High School Cafeteria. That playlist is currently my favorite right now. (laughs) Okay. Give it a listen. It's great. Oh my God. (laughs) Shout out to Apple CarPlay for making our lives easier. Heck yes. All right. So I guess too old for uh, cars with CD players, although Amy managed to still find one that has Amy a CD has player <laughs> and, and a key. Hers still has a, a real key. I purposely wow. picked my model because I wanted a key. Interesting. Mine has a key hidden in the fob. Oh, it does. Yours, yeah. Yours probably does too, Olivia. Oh, so many just things in case, I don't know. Just in case. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for another amazing episode. This was a lot of fun. Cheers. 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 Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Shots Thoughts Pod and Twitter at Shots Thoughts. And if you're enjoying these episodes, we would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. Cheers. Cheers.